All right, Legendary Week, episode number two. Lai Moolah breaks down the history of Elucid. Lai Moolah is a dude, this is my first time meeting him, uh, but he's a dude that, you know, we ran in a lot of similar circles, to say the least. Uh, I'm Legendary Extended Family. I think he's maybe even more Legendary Extended Family. Uh, he's like worked closely with a lot of them as, as he explained on the show uh, a couple of disclaimers and whatnot while this episode is representative of the quality of the types of conversations I like to have with people it's not representative of the audio quality that I like to present to the world, okay? If you're listening to this right now, you hear the clarity from my voice into the mic. With Limeula, we were scheduled to record this in a conference room in his apartment building, okay? turns out the apartment building there was some construction going on that day if you will and Lai Moolah asked the Mexican do I mean I didn't see the worker but I'm assuming he's Mexican sorry if anybody of Mexican descent hears this and takes offense at the generalization it is what it is uh, the worker was probably Mexican and you know the Mexican dude from my understanding was like do you want to catch a fade basically in response to him asking how long are you going to be drilling and whatnot so uh, to say the least we didn't record in the conference room I mean we just went guerrilla style okay just outside on steps behind this building we, we did what we had to do we got it done but this was a particularly hectic day to say the least. Okay. There was construction kind of in the background. There were airplanes flying. I mean, this is like the second largest city in the country. So I, I guess, you know, there's airplanes flying around and shit, uh, making noise. Um, yeah, I don't know of Hollywood's proximity to the landing point of, you know, or the departure point of an airplane. I don't know if there are any airports near Hollywood. Maybe Burbank. Yeah, maybe Burbank Airport is what was causing all of that damn uh, airplane noise you'll hear. But most of all, the damn wind. Uh, just Mother Nature was not fucking with me in La Mula that day. I mean, we had a decent conversation. We did a lot of nerding out over hip hop. Um, it's it's a good conversation, but it's kind of distorted by the wind. Okay, so, um, but yeah, that that's about it. We covered a lot of just personal histories. Um, you know, things that times where we were in the same room and we didn't know each other. Just 
experiences in my life that he was witness to on the internet and just a lot of interesting conversation then we got into a lot of heavy elusive talk it was a pretty good episode in my opinion but it's again it's not the 100% vocal quality or audio quality that I like to present to the world okay so I do hope you all enjoy if you tuned into this episode because you're a big elucid fan you should have no problem with the audio quality of what you hear because you're into some lo-fi shit if you're into like again if you tune in as an elucid fan you should have no problem with this episode uh no offense no shots fired uh it's just a little jokey joke i mean dude makes like intentionally sometimes difficult music but that's the point of art and please nobody get offended in the words of talent the black comedian it's only comedy or in the words of yg 400 it's only bombity all right so let's get into this episode i do hope you all enjoy and this intro was recorded live from the wishing nigga woods as in i wish a nigga would complain about the audio quality of a goddamn free podcast you can go on my page soundcloud.com slash thursday throwbacks and hear plenty of material plenty of back episodes that have less noise in the background and this i try to make this as professional of an operation as i can and just as a thank you or as a bonus Since this one didn't come out too good, I guess I'm going to put out the Mega Ran episode on the same day. Alright? Peace. Stop the presses. I'm in possession of a song that stars Elucid that is pretty fucking fire. I definitely am not at liberty to play the whole song. So I'm treating this like communion. I'm going to bless you with just the great juice size portion you know how you get the small little sip of grape juice in church and the small little wafer that's all you get but i will say legendary ahead of schedule june 24th so here goes just a hint okay just a snippet because i know i get in trouble i know i have the wolves on me if you know i played like even more than 30 seconds of this so here goes. Hit the road, let's travel. I ain't even pack a bag. Dreams dancing in the shadows of tomorrow's better half. So I chase, watch and pray. Hard to say, make it last, make it real, make it plain, make it never hurt again. Holding close to what I know. Never been afraid of change. Stolen memories I own forever. Jetting through my brain. They... Alright, that's enough. Let's get into it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah. This shit here dropping 2050. So many 
rappers would deal so much hype, still so many average. Uh -huh. I feel so embarrassed. Why? Cause they and all say my joint is whack. What? No lie, who said it was easy? Nigga feel like Christ when they don't believe me. But bottled up, licked up with all peace. Yeah. And now we're trying to get this thing up the ground, you know? Time coming. Uh, one court case, two deaths, three summons. Hey. Two strong, work out the box that I'm lumping. Let the world know that I'm starting something. Hey, no now I started rapping like the scene to these jumping. That booty clapping, but I'm just dope. Can't deny my passion. Matter of time before I pass up, what's happening? Yeah. MCs just come on round. Be the next contestant to catch your beat down. MCs just come on round. Be the next contestant to catch your beat down. MCs just come on round, be the next contestant to catch your beat down. MCs just come on round, be the next contestant to catch your beat down. One in the mill is a down just like me. Like me. Vaughn B, I'm telling the truth, you fall back. This crime scene here in the boat for real. Get this, slanging thoughts for food is power. 22 with some big dreams. Gang hemmed up with no scenes. And I'm all in the pocket. Just one with the groove, trying to make a profit. Without man tanning for the cameras. I run with a squad of bammers The best hands down, New York to Miami What you wearing, girl, thongs or panties? It really don't matter, baby, grab your ankles I knew this one chick really liked it, painful Tied up, trick fooling like the first of April But I'm just dope, can't deny my passion Matter of time before I pass ya, what's happening? Yeah. MCs just come on round Be the next contestant to catch your beat down MCs just come on round Be the next contestant to catch your beat down MCs just come on round, be the next contestant to catch your beat down. MCs just come on round, be the next contestant to catch your beat da 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 da. MCs just come on round and be the next contestant to catch your beat down. Me and Big E, we lock the shit now. You know how it go, you know how we go. We get the down, y'all can't see it, y'all can't know it. You wanna get the dust for the yo, you two ridiculous enough. I'm just rockin' up, I'm a boy and up. Throwbacks. If you hear a bunch of wind, pardon us. I'm here with Lai Mula. Uh, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? How are you? Uh, first question. You have a pretty cool rap name. Have you ever on a song, or I don't know if you've performed on stage, but have you ever given the world uh, a little Wayne? Lai Mula, baby. Yes, have you done it? I have. I you have. have. <laughs> yes, are you ashamed I'm, of that? You no, kinda, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, you kind of laugh like you're ashamed. I, I actually, I did some uh, statistics recently and determined that Lil Wayne is, is quite possibly the best rapper alive. So, still, I mean, no, but I'm talking about like overall output, like number of songs. Greatest? You mean greatest of all time? Or uh, no, because I can't really talk about people who are dead. You know what I mean? God. I can't talk I about. I mean, out like, of everyone living, you think he's outperformed everyone? Yes, outworked. Outwrapped, uh, more creative. There was definitely a point where I, I would have, you know, placed him in that can. I'm a big 
I'm a big Carter three guy. Uh, a lot of people love Carter two. I, I I've heard Carter two, but I need to kind of maybe go back and examine that. Carter two is um, good. It's bar heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like Carter three has better songs on it, like actual songs, records I want to go back to. If I just don't want to hear like rapping, I think he's rapping stronger on Carter two. He's rapping very strong on Carter one too. Um, I, I think at the time. You know, um, like Manny's production for me had gotten kind of stale. You know, and people really celebrate that album and everything like that. But like, you got to keep in mind that you know we're looking back at a lot of this stuff now with like rose-colored glasses on. And at the time, there was already Block Is Hot, 400 Degrees. There was Hot Boys. I was kind of you know I was kind of burnt out on the Manny style. And for me, Wayne started to reinvent himself, like, right after Carter won, when he started rapping on more, like, East Coast-sounding beats. Okay, I mean, we're not here to discuss Little Wayne today. So no, we're not. So. Let's transition. Uh, let's see. So tell me, who is or what is Blase Misfits? Okay, Blase Misfits is my rap group. Uh, with a, It's actually a buddy of mine that I grew up with. Uh, we went to high school together, and then we had a falling out over some bullshit you know we didn't talk for a little while and then uh you know i i i left the city i moved back to long island and you're from long island no i'm from manhattan then moved to long island how did i not know we were both from new york i don't know okay i'm not from here i I moved out here like shortly after you did got uh i've been here since 2012 oh this saturday this saturday (laughs) marks my four year anniversary june 4th 2012 yeah, I'm, I moved here uh, end of 2014. Got it. So, yeah, I'm in L.A. now, but I'm, I'm from New York. I'm from, like, all over New York. What part are your, is your family from in Long Island? Yeah, they're in Roslyn. Okay. My, and I have family out in um, Old Westbury as well. My parents, ironically, met at Old Westbury College. Really? Yep. My mom's family is in Brentwood. My dad's family is from Roosevelt. Okay. And... My aunt, basically my dad's sister, she's in Bayshore now. Okay. Parts of L.A. remind me of Long Island a little bit. Do but it. Yeah, we're, we're um, because it's like spread out. It's like a little bit of a suburban sprawl. Shout out to Don Will. Um, so, and suburb. Yes, and suburb. Um, we're going like pretty deep internet right now. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we, we uh, moved back to Long Island, and I didn't really know what was up with me at the time. I just need something to do. And I went and picked up some weed from George, and he was playing me some shit that he was doing, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I rap too, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, every Monday night, we started getting together and making records, and, um, you know, eventually it started out with us as a group. Um, It was actually four of us, and this is before we had the name Blase Misfits, and then uh, two guys left, and it was just me and George again, and Blase Misfits was born... Um, kind of by accident, we got the name because George just said Blase Misfits on one of the joints that we did. Blase Misfits became the name of the group. Uh, we've released two albums thus far, unless you're listening to this after June 6th, 2016, where uh, our third album, There Will Be Duck, is now it's available on Spotify, Apple Music. This will definitely be out after June 6th. All right, so it's out now. Uh, Blase Misfits, There Will Be Duck. If you type There Will Be Duck into pretty much anywhere you get music, you can hear it. Okay, so uh, I guess tell me 
like how would you describe the style of the music? Because I've I've, I've listened to uh, I checked out a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, for lack of a better word, like this it's is, not. This is how it started out for us. Was just okay. like making records, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to see kind of like what clicked with me and George like what kind of records we make what I thought the strongest records were we didn't really have a lane necessarily like the first album was uh, that was called As Fate Would Have It and sonically that record is like I don't know it's, it's like pretty cut and dry you know just like beats we found on the internet and shit um, but it, it was definitely kind of safe and then we did Colonel Custer's Lonely Dick Pick Band which is the exact opposite that yep. was like a a rap Frank Zappa album, basically, okay. like real out there, um, too absurd for its own good, in my opinion. Got it. And um, there will be duck is sort of like us finally coming into our own and figuring out, you know, where it is that we are as people, as artists. Uh, kind of already at this point, we know what works for us. Um, I'd say the sound is very worldly. You know, it has a very worldly sound to it, and. Um, yeah, I, I just I just feel like rap is also missing kind of a sense of humor. And I didn't want to lose that, but at the same time, I didn't want people to pigeonhole us as like a lonely island or, you know, someone tried to call me Little Dicky once. I almost that strangled him. That was coming them. up. That was coming up. Okay, I, I guess I'll get to that question. Yeah. Uh, as, as a Jewish rapper, you said you would almost strangle somebody. Where do you stand on Little Dicky? I don't stand on him or next to him or around him. Let me ask, how much have you heard? I've heard his professional rapper album. Okay. I've seen his viral videos on YouTube. Okay. You know, I stu- I'm a student of the game, so I study all of this shit. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily like it, but I study it. He's technically proficient, but he's... That, that's what I was going to ask. He, Do you think he's skilled at all? Yes, he's very skilled. He arguably is more skilled than me. But, okay. But he's... Um, he's a... He's a... He's a... Fugaze, you know? He's... Okay. He's not... He's making a mockery of this art form, which is not what I'm trying to do. There's to me, there's a difference between like, like to me, like Redman is like and Ghostface are like two of the funniest MCs to me, uh-huh. and they're not comedy rappers. They're just naturally like their personality is just you know like they just come up with shit that's like oh shit that's funny, you know. But it's not like I'm not laughing at them. You think he's making more of a mockery than just kind of trying to have fun? Yeah, I mean, I I think so because. Of, of certain touchstones in his work, in his video, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, like, he's doing the song about, oh, the ex, what was it, like, my uh, ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. it's like, yeah, my dick's not as big as his, like, I get that, that's that's funny, but then it starts to get, like, a little racially insensitive at points, Got you know it. what I mean, where it's like, we're gonna use some, uh, you know, I, and, and this whole thing where it's like, you know, I'm this professional rapper now and I took this big risk as a white guy with a safe job to go and like leave the advertising world behind as if he couldn't just go back to it with his credentials, you know what I mean? He's trying to speak to a new generation of people who can't relate to, you know, raps about slang and dope and shit like that and it's like, dude, just stop. Stop, you know? You're like, I don't even think he realizes it because I think there's a real difference between like race, like true clear cut racism and just racial insensitivity. And he really walks the line for me as being like a racially insensitive artist. I think as a white artist, and I mean, it's to say white when you're referring to someone uh, who's Jewish is dicey. Because, I mean, there's stuff coming out now, I was reading on Twitter, that they're using these echo, white supremacists are using these echo 
symbols, like three parentheses on okay. either side of someone's last name as an echo for other white supremacists to find Jewish people. Uh, so that's that's deep. That's like deep web level. Right. Uh, no, it's I it's, it's, it's I, I'll I'll send you the article later. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like you know being like saying I'm white is like a misnomer in some ways because. You know, um, not every white person is at the risk of being exterminated by white supremacists, you know, so there has to be some sort of differentiation between those two things. But um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, you see me just you see me and I'm a white guy, you know, in a predominantly black art form. And, you know, I think to an extent I have to sort of respect um, how this art form came to be. I never like, thought about it that deep. I'm, I'm just like a music guy. Like, I'll give anybody a chance if I like yeah. how they rap, if I like the beats that they're on. Mm -hmm. I don't... It's it's dicey for me, though, you know what I, I mean? I because it. it's an uphill battle of people trying to... You You're know, trying to little, be taken seriously. Right, I'm trying to be taken seriously, but still have fun and still bring a sense of humor back to rap. And it's like, you can do... It doesn't have to be... I don't have to draw a line in the sand and say, all right, all the gangsters and thugs stand over there and all the funny, smart people stand over here. Got Those it. lines often intersect. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, the, you know, like Styles P, the gangster and the gentleman. Got it. So, uh, another brief tangent and then we'll, we'll, uh, jump in. we'll get back okay. on topic here. Uh, were you a Paul Barman guy? Um, no, but here's the thing about white rappers, right, okay. in general. You all hate each other? We hate each other until right. we can prove to one another that we're worth the, the, worth the attention. So, like, yeah, off... First, I actually found his album in the library, and the reason I knew who he was because he did a remix with Prince Paul and MF Doom in like the early 2000s. Um, Are you a Prince Paul fan? Yeah, I'm a Prince Paul fanatic. Were you aware they did an EP together? No. Paul Barman's first EP is called "It's Very Stimulating." <laughs> if you don't, if you don't. Uh, you, you might not like the voice because he was like super young. Okay. But it was it's all done by Prince Paul. I'll, I'll send you a link if I can find one. Oh please, I would love and to hear that. And the beats are out of this world, but mm -hmm. it's it's Paul Barman being young and zany. Okay. But it's so I'll, I'll take you through my Paul Barman journey. Okay. I heard him. I'm like, all right. At the very he's least, one of my favorites. By the this way, this guy sounds unique at, at the very least. You know what I mean? So I took his album out from the library, and. Um, I heard it and I was like, what Paul the Yes. A personal I was, classic. I was like, what the hell is this? Keep in mind, I was 16 years old. So I was like, what the hell is this crap? Nah, I'm not trying to listen to this. And um, actually, speaking of uh, Jensen Karp, who we were talking about before we went on the, on the air, mm -hmm. um, he brought up Paul Barman a bunch of times on his prank podcast. Prank calling him. Yeah, prank calling him. And uh, if I recall, it was like Bun B or Fonte who checked him and was like, no, Fonte. it was Fonte. It yeah. was Fonte, who's my favorite rapper, by the way. Of all time? Yes. He, I mean, he's up there. I don't. He's he, up there he, for he's me. There. For me, he's up there with 3,000 and Lil Wayne. Okay. And... Uh, let uh, me ask, how old are you? I'm 29. 29. Uh, what does that make you? 87? 87. Okay. So there's, like, this, this window mm -hmm. of time. Like, the people that you discover uh, artistically, like... From the ages of around 13 to 15, those become like your favorite. Here's the thing though. Your favorite. Tay, people. and to just sorry to get off on another tangent, but Tay, I've always loved Little Brother. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've always loved their music. I, I had seen them live, I've seen Foreign Exchange live. You know, um, I'm a big supporter of what he does. I didn't feel his lyrics as personal truths until like the last two years, three Got years. It. So, 
He, he makes real grown man music. Man. Like that charity starts at home. Man, 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 man. <laughs> I've, I've lived some of those verses personally. Yeah, yeah. So that's, personally. that's it. It's different Sending for me. Sending my love, as I'm a, a married man. Uh, that song echoes a lot of what I, what I go through or what I feel at times. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've been through some of those uh, charity starts at home moments. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like that. But it only comes with age and experience. So my list changes like as as I get older because I start to find like these gems of these oh these aren't just like dope songs these are actually like these are things that I can live my life by and these are things that I feel as like a lot of personal context to me as well but anywho um so yeah just off of like Tay's cosine of Paul Barman I was like there's got to be something that I I missed when I so I got Paul Aluya again like for a second time around I gave it another spin I'm like oh I get it now but I'm like now I'm like a, a fucking weirdo who does drugs so I get it <laughs> you know like, okay I, I, it didn't take drugs for me my story was uh, I'm a overly uh, supportive MF Doom fan like he can almost do no wrong to me really and the Born Like This you still like the Born Like This album because I, I, it's been I don't years and it. I'm still like trying to trying to like it more than I do. I don't, I don't love Born Like This, but he did enough good before that to where, you know, I, I just accepted it. Uh, but Operation Doomsday, mm, Food, uh, Victor Vaughn, King Ghidra, like that whole era, it yeah. was just amazing. And I'm not sure if you were aware, but Doom did, I want to say the name of the songs were Anarchist Bookstore. On Paul Alluya, one and two. Okay, well, yeah. Barnes and Noble, Harm the Global. Did he, oh yeah, so he produced them. Doom did those. Okay. So it's like I had heard of Paul Barman before, and I was like, uh, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But then when uh, I heard those Doom beats, I was like, I'm all the way in. And then the Paul Alluya just became one of my favorite albums, pretty much ever. Like I listened to it at least once a year. Yeah, I love it. It, it was just I had to tap into, and it's again, it's like. And, and opinions are, are like not set in stone ever for me. So um, one one more quick tangent before we get into the, the no main problem. course. I think reviews, like album reviews, should Uh-oh. be like the life of Pablo. Okay. They should be constantly evolving and changing with the writer's interpretation. If that writer stops writing for the site, someone can come in a couple years later and be like, nah, you got it all wrong. You know, like update, like no, and it should be a te- by the time, by the time that that album has reached its twenty year anniversary, there should be like seven or eight different scores on it. God, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were one of those uh, fuck critics altogether, guys. Nah, nah, I just think, that, um, I just, think I don't know if you're like, aware, but I kind of critique rap. No, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. And and um, I've read some of your writing. I've I've I was there when you got plagiarized. Oh, you were there for that? I, you know, I was, I was that, there. I was I mean, just on the internet. It's, 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 it's internet legend. That may be one of the angriest days of my life. I mean, I was, I was pretty composed. I had to be composed, uh, like, in the way I handled it. Like, I just emailed the editor at the time, like, or I hit him up on Twitter, like, yo, what's going on here? And, but yeah, that was pretty much the angriest day of my life. Mm-hmm. One of the angrier days. Like, I, I just sat at my desk at work. That was for Danny's album, right? Yep. I sat at my desk at work steaming mad, like, and unable to, you know, unable to do anything, but just kind of just tweet through it and just, you know, it it was like, it was super frustrating. Like, I can't be pissed off at my job. Like, I'm in a corporate setting. I can't be pissed off at my desk. 
Uh, but I it's so hard to focus when you feel like, right. oh man, my work is being like perverted and bastardized. Right. I can't rave like a lunatic on, yeah. on Twitter. So I just sat there steaming mad at my desk. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even... It wasn't even the fact that... It was, it was the fact that I had been trying to get kind of... That I had just about given up on writing uh, for Hip Hop DX. So if it wasn't on a prominent site, my, opi my opinion probably would have been like... This woman is just a clown. Like, who cares? Okay. Right. Like, if like if she did it for her blog, I'd just be like, oh, okay, this woman is a clown. But didn't they go back and find other instances oh, yeah, like when they did. dug through her history that this was like she was a serial plagiarizer? They definitely did. And um, but yeah, it was just like if she just did it like for her personal blog, I'd just be like, okay, here's proof that I wrote this. Right. Who cares? But she did this on pretty much the most prominent. And was getting site. paid for it, which is what's yeah. what's the most troubling thing. Is like yeah. you know you're over here thinking like oh man this shit doesn't even you know. Uh, Mama hit me up, said writing's no good, you know, right. and, then, and then next thing you know, you right. know, someone's taking your words that you're not able to get out there and right. get paid for, and she's making a killing off of it, or, right. you know, a relative killing, considering that, you know, this is a mostly thankless job. Right, but uh, thank you to her. It's always thank you to her. They, they got me my big break in the game. But yeah, it was frustrating because I knew, I personally knew people in real life mm -hmm. that at the time they worked for Hip Hop DX, and they knew that I was a writer, and they never would give me like a shot. People that I know in real life, like I, yeah. you know, we've met before, we're, we're almost friends. Mm -hmm. right? You know I write, and I can't get it, you know, I can't get my way into the gate. But th this hack kind of just stole my stuff, and yeah. But uh, we're, Then it becomes irrefutable. Then yeah. it becomes, well, you've been running my shit. It's just been under a different name, right. you know? Right, but here we are four years later, and I, I have a pretty good, relationship with hip-hop dx so I'm, I'm in a good place with them now it, it took long enough but things happen the way that they're meant to but yeah I'm, um that's kind of a piece of internet legend i'm probably the only writer to ever get a shot by way of someone else stealing their stuff yeah but it's a great story it's 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 one for the books okay so uh final question yes about uh <coughs> your kind of stuff mm -hmm. uh what's the difference between uh the blase misfit stuff and uh, the stuff that you do on your own for like uh, Avant Savant. I'll okay. Check that out. Well, well, I'm I, I came into music as a producer initially, so I have an entire separate catalog of stuff I've done for other people. Um, down to you know, like I'd release a lot of beat tapes and compilation albums with people rapping and singing over my beats and stuff. Then, just I don't know. I just felt like I did a lot of that for a while and. You know, started focusing a little bit more on rapping, which is how I started like years ago in like middle school. You know, just wanting to write rhymes and stuff like that. So I got back into it, and um, you know, just the difference, I guess, between my stuff, like Avant Savant, which was like my first solo project, and the Blase stuff, is that I don't answer to anyone for my solo stuff, which in turn, like, is honestly a detriment. You know, my solo stuff is, like, where I can kind of throw shit against the wall and see how it works, but, like, Blase is my... I'm a member of a group. Like, I'm... I put the group before I put myself. So to me, Avant Savant is, like... That was me taking a stab at sort of, like, industrial punk rock rap. And that was just an experiment. You know, the way, like, Jesus was an experiment for Kanye, and he didn't really revisit that sound, like, in totality the next time around, or Electric Circus for Common. So, you know, that was just me playing around. I'm actually working on another solo album right now uh, called Beautiful Me. 
and that's just me kind of playing around too so different different style musically but um you know i can go i can go relatively unchecked when it comes to my solo work and with blase it's very much a collaborative process even though george you know he still lives in new york okay um we've made more songs since i've moved out to la than we did even when i was living you know a half hour away from him so you okay know, that's that's basically it um my solo stuff is just uh it's a work in progress i feel like blase is a lot more of a fully functional like figure it out thing at this point got it and if you had to pick a song uh, from the new blase misfits album uh for the show that kind of whether it's just one of your favorite songs from the project okay. or just something you feel best represents there will be done uh be? you know what most people who have heard the album before uh it's come out have told me that they like animal a lot Okay. And I think Animal really represents um, kind of the baseline midpoint for the Blase Misfits. It's got, you know, it's got the raps, it's got the quirky beat, it's got some callbacks to some old school hip hop. It's kind of got a little bit of something for everybody on that one. Um, but this album, as with pretty much all of our albums, is um, 10 songs, 27 minutes long. It's not a long listen. You know, I'm not Drake putting over an hour and 20 minutes of material on an album and then running around calling it a long ting. Uh, I, I do very focused like at this point especially you know with uh, As Fate Would Have It we did 13 records 10 made the final cut Okay. Colonel Custer we did 10 records and 9 made the final cut and uh, or, or just about and um, this one we did like I mean we did like over 100 records so okay. you know this is really like this is the best I this is me putting my best foot forward basically and uh, you know someone ran up on me right now and capped me in the head this would be a good note to leave on. Let's not have such morbid ideas. Let's not project that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, Sorry, guy. Speaking of, uh, I guess, where do you stand on Drake? He's another, he's half Jewish, but uh, oh, yes. where do you stand yes. on him? No, he's, he's Jewish. His mother's Jewish, so he's fully Jewish. But his dad is... It doesn't matter. Oh, if your mother, oh, if your oh, father... They don't do the half thing? No, no, no. Here's, just, here's how it goes. So it. if Drake's dad was Jewish uh, and Drake's mom wasn't, then Drake wouldn't be Jewish at all. I mean, and that's a point of contention for a lot of Jews whose parents are half and... Um, I think I read something about this yesterday. Something about the moms... It was something pretty tragic. Something about the moms, like, being forced... A lot of the moms being forced to have babies, like, at, as a byproduct of rape or something. Uh, there's a, You know what? In the, ortho, in the Jewish Orthodox community... There's a lot of sketchball shit going on yeah. that I don't want to talk about. Got it. But it's like you know, it's not a far cry from the Catholic priest thing. But they were saying say. that. But they were saying that that's why the you know, if the mom is Jewish, that's why the kid is is Jewish. Considered Jewish because a lot of it, a lot of the births have come by way of you know, well, non consensual sex, I guess. Well, there's like I said, the the deeper you get into the religion, where you know, I'm uh, people ask me like, what kind of Jew am I? Because there's different sectors of Judaism um, I'm like the Jerry Seinfeld Larry David kind of Jew you know um, I, I'm the further you get like deeper orthodox like Williamsburg Jews you know what I mean <laughs> that's uh, that's where shit gets hairy but in all I think it really with all religions the further you get towards the path of extremism you know the darker things get as far as like abuse and rape and cover ups and stuff like that that's it goes for any religion Got it. All right. On a, on a lighter note, let's yeah, get into sorry, some music. Yes. I suppose you fancy yourself a sophisticated man. 
You consider us to be primitive because we live here in solitude, away from the so-called real world. Come and get Danny's with the blase misfits Drop slang and turn it to a blase Christmas Bout to merchandise, make some blase trinkets Save our knitting kit to your blase Pinterest When you're this good, you can give no fucks Next paycheck, I'm going in a roast duck The people upstairs send my music's like a truck I said I'm only here till I make big bucks uh, Walking through a flame, I'm a hurricane Lottie Yali personality, no cane Label me the biggest jerk from the burbs Cause I shoot from the hip like I'm Archie Bunker Ayy, explosive, cut corrosive I could kill your favorite rapper with my old shit Slow minds, you could get with the times Heard your rhymes and I felt like I was back in 99 Uh, stop and shop hummus with the bomb Peter Chip Chips This is for my people in the mirror popping zip zip Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Better drop that girl a line if you think that girl's fine Or the child Chinese and I'm hungry once again Kush flown in, smoking creme de la creme H-I-J-K, get it by the P Don't die to be about it, baby, come and fuck with me I've been in this game for years It made me an animal, it made me an animal It made me, I've been in this game for years It made me an animal, it made me an animal I've been in this game for years It made me an animal, it made me an animal It made me an animal Let me put you on to some blase real shit. Every LP like a blase field trip. Fly gator boots with the blase steel tips. Buy a cookbook for some blase meal tips. 29 years, I ain't give a fuck yet. Next paycheck, get a bulletproof vest. When I'm back home, you can pop the Moet. Play clarinet, smoke a jazz cigarette. Uh, get your vision ready. I'm the visionary. On the Oregon Trail with the dysentery. Ashamed of the game, need a dictionary. Y'all about to get fucked like missionary. What a ill day, all my bills paid. And I vow to never change when the mill's made. Your favorite rapper gonna fade like chill wave. I get all up in they mind like Kilgrave. Tuna fish bagel with the Pope Tropicana. Pyramid schemes like I'm Jules Santana. Long hair, don't care, tied in a bandana. Rolling up another, watching Kung Fu Panda. Brain on drugs like the egg in the fryer. Vacuum sealed with the sheet from the dryer. You got wings, well, blase flying. We won't stop rocking till we retire. It made me an animal, it made me an animal, it made me I've been in this game for years. It made me an animal, it made me an animal, it made I've been in this game for years. It made me an animal, it made me an animal, it made me an animal. When I hit you up about doing the show, you said that the album you wanted to discuss was a lucid smash and grab. Yes. Uh, and that helped me kind of formulate this idea of less than month. 
for my uh, show. So we've talked about a lot of, you know, other topics today. Let's try to get him some extensive uh, Elucid talk. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I absolutely adore Elucid. Uh, where, I mean, what about Elucid, and you could say Smash and Grab in particular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, where did your affinity uh, for this project come from? Okay. Like, where does it stem from? Um, full disclosure, I was in very close proximity to the entire Lessendary crew during this time. Um, at the time, I was doing um, mostly like video production stuff mm-hmm. for Shea Grand. Oh, and, so um, they, some of them know you? They all know me. God, I, I didn't know that. Okay. They all know me. I've produced records for Elusive that are on my compilation albums. Got it. Um, okay. And that was a dream of mine, by the way. Got it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I guess I kind of met everyone through Shea. Got it. And Shea and I were friends because I heard um, shit man what the hell was this thing called it was before the official bootleg import EP it was like real early on 92 Jam was on it and it was called Ricochet in my DeLorean was the name of the song it was on MySpace man it was like a long time ago so uh, was, it, was that like the cover? It was like it was like a red cover and just like a little sketch of, of yes. Shea Grand. Uh-huh. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I uh, reviewed that album for all hip hop. Yeah, Deluge is uh, from from that site is on uh, one of the interludes. You know, yeah. like it's it's very very early, very early Shea. But I heard in my DeLorean and I was like, this is great. <laughs> I love this. I was like a kid, you know. So I went to see. Um, I went to see. What was the lineup exactly? I know that uh, MF Doom was there. Little Brother was there. Oh, I was there. Uh, yeah, MF Nokia Doom, Theater. Big Daddy Kane. Yes. Uh, Spec Boogie. I was there. MF Doom, Big Daddy Kane, Spec Boogie. Um, Little Brother. I don't know if there was anyone else. So I was there at the Nokia Theater. We were in the uh, same room at the same time. Ironically, um, and here we are. Yes. Um, and I, I was like stalking. I met Premier that night. I was stalking Shay. Okay. I was like, I got to meet him. Like, I was like, that's Shea Grant, you know? <laughs> like, to me, he was a superstar, you know? So I was like, yo, Shay, like, I love your songs, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know what happened. We just kind of kept talking from there. And, you know, I did some mashup videos for him. I, I shot a couple live shows. I, I DJed for them a couple times at, like, the Alphabet Lounge and stuff. You know, this is real early on, uh, like 2010, 2009, and, and earlier even. This is actually earlier. What am I talking about? This is like 2006, 2007. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was at the Tronic release party for Black Milk okay. at Pianos. I was not there. And Tony Morgan played. Um, and I remember I was smoking a blunt with Guilty Simpson okay. in my car. And I played him Case of the R.A., by Tanya Morgan and he was like yo the, the uh, leaders of the leaders new, school of the new school remix, remix. yeah and he was like yo what is this I'm like it's Tanya Morgan they're performing now he's like I like these guys so I started playing him more shit you know like anyway this is a bunch of tangents I was I was just I was cutting up with them a lot uh, early on and um, Elucid was like the one guy that like I never talked to mm-hmm. you know I, he never spoke to me which obviously was the most intriguing part about him, you know. He's a, he's a kind of a shadowy figure. I was at Rock the Bells uh, one year. I want to say this was 2010, and there in the crowd was a lucid. Like we've met in the past, like a few times, but he, he doesn't like he wouldn't remember meeting me probably. But there in the crowd was a lucid, and mm-hmm. he was like, like he just announced to the crowd, like, 
I don't know why y'all care about Lauren Hill. Like, he, he kind of uh, predicted the future. Okay. Uh, this was 2010. He was like, I don't know why y'all care about Lauren Hill coming out. Like, she ain't coming out for a long time or something. And I, Lauren Hill eventually came out, but I was like, that was a lucid that just said that to the crowd. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, funny enough, I was at a, a Blood Orange show, Dev Hines, at a summer stage right before I left New York, and Don Will was hosting it. So, you know, it's funny. I just see, or, you know, Don did some stuff with Larry Wilmore. That popped up. And I was like, huh. You know, I love, I love seeing these guys um, now over 10 years in still out there and, and putting out stuff. But regardless, yeah, Lucid wouldn't talk to me. Um, and I talked to like all those guys, you know what I mean? Speck yelled at me once because I screwed up his set. Uh-oh. And, um, you know, at least it, I just had, to, we just had no words, but I remember he did a broken language freestyle on the brass knuckle rap hustle mixtape by Speck Boogie with Speck. And I was like, yo, Elucid is so dope. Like, I need to hear more from this dude. Did you ever hear the, I couldn't tell you what it was called. Uh, there was a project of like remakes of like East Coast classics, yeah, like, uh, Lucy Champion Hoods. You have the memory of an elephant. Lu- uh, yeah, Lucy All Stars. Yeah, um, Champion Hoods. Champion Hoods. Do you need that? Because I can I'm, send that to you. I'm sure I can find it. Yep, we're we're definitely okay. uh, on the same page here. <laughs> so we've definitely had a lot of the same internet experiences. Yeah, uh, yeah Champion Hoods sure. was was a great project. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to hear as much from him as I could, and like every time I heard him. There's just something different about the way that he spit versus the way everyone else spit. And that's not a knock on anyone else. Uh-huh. You know, that's it's just a compliment to Elucid. Because he spits different from anyone, anyone I've in ever the world. heard. Yeah, I mean, really, anyone I've ever heard. Because right. when I try to explain him to people, it's so difficult. You know, because it, it it would be a disservice to him. But I try to tell people that like I hear like distinct. Tom Waits and like Jim Morrison inspiration like almost beat poetry in his earlier stuff especially to me was like it was so different you know um, and this is before different was was something that you 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 know stood on a hill and waved a flag telling everyone you were different and selling records as a result of it this was a totally different era before two chains told the world he was different yes so people were just different people were just different and you know now it seems like it's commonplace for someone to take like rock songs and punk songs and electronic songs and make raps out of them it's just not it's just not like you know that trick has been used at this point but elucid was the one really who who to me set that off or or at least did it the best before it became something that was like totally overexposed you know it was it was definitely a there was a novelty to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he really... I'm not going to say he left the, the hip-hop, you know, sound, like the traditional sound. He didn't leave it behind, but he, he went for something new. Yeah. Like at a time where nobody else was like really right. pushing the envelope like that. Because what, what was this? This is 2006 when this project came out. This is even like... This is a weird year for hip-hop. Because this is before the 50 Cent and Kanye West sales beef or whatever, mm-hmm. when, in my opinion, avant-garde rap became, like, at the forefront of the genre. You know, this is before that. This is, um, 
I don't know. This is still mostly uncharted territory, especially a lot of the stuff he was picking. What I need, if you have it, is the very, very first Elusive Tape. I don't know the name. Oh, he raps over, like, I Ain't Heard of That by Slim Thug. Like a Boss? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like a Boss. Maybe that was it. Yep. I got it somewhere. I don't okay. think it's on my iTunes, but I have it somewhere. I okay. know I must. I yeah, must. Yeah, that, that cannot exist anywhere online. Uh, I looked up and found Smash and Grab on FWMJ's site. Yep. Rappers I know. Uh, and I listened to it again before, you know, for the sake of preparing for this interview. And I like it more now than I did in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like I, was, like I was saying, like I was kind of alluding to, it was kind of like almost too much of a curveball back then for me. Yeah. And I, I tend to be a very close-minded guy. That's, uh, that's odd, because I've always known you as someone who's championed up-and-comers. No, but, like, if, if the sound of the beats is not what, like, what I'm used to... Right, then it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an adjustment. Yeah, like... Stuff like M.I.A. when she came out and stuff like... I mean, he... he I think he covered an M.I.A. song on that. $20. Uh, yep. Uh, stuff Which like, is a... And Santa Gold, like... Cover of another song. $20 is a cover of uh, Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, I think. Oh, see, you, you're deeper than I am. But, uh, I'm like, a producer. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, stuff like that, and like Santa Gold, when she came out, I was just like, what... What is this? Yeah, but Where then Drake then Drake did So Far Gone and right. was doing the, kind of the same shit that Elucid was doing, but like two years later. That's one of the few Drake songs I like. Like, there there may be a list of about 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and you, or, I'm sorry, earlier. I did you ask asked me what I thought Drake. about Drake. Yeah. Um, I like about 10 to 15 to 20 Drake songs ever. What do I think about Drake? I like him. I mean, I, I do. Um, I, I have to say... I do feel a way about him getting exposed like that by Meek in the in the sense that like I'll never look at him the same way again. You know, I can't help it. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't I wouldn't do it, you know? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have some kid write my shit for me. But that's the way the industry works and he's a he's a brand and he's a product and I think, you know, um he's he's pretty consistent, you know, he can rap. He has some good tunes. Um I was my stance on that let down by views. I, I, I've never heard views. I've only heard controller, and that's by way of being in people's cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I go out of my way to avoid. Uh, like, if, if I'm not even going to say, I, I couldn't tell you whether views is good or bad. Everything for me is now evaluated on a whether I'm interested level. Yeah. I, I just, I'm completely disinterested. Uh, in that album, but but my stance on the ghostwriting thing was for I mean I know he was doing this on Throwback Season and I know he was doing this on uh, So Far Gone a little bit mm-hmm. and I like uh, I mean I, I like songs on Thank Me Later and Take Care like Take Care was kind of like the last era of where I could say, oh, I, I kind of liked him as a rapper. But post-Take Care, he hasn't really been on a thing of... Like, the songs are not really saying I'm the best rapper. Or, like, you know, I'm you know, you know, know, I'm the number one rapper. Or, like, even trying to prove that he's the number one rapper. He's the most popular rapper. Right. By, by far, but the songs have, have not really been you know, in the mode of trying to flex his muscle as an MC, to me, at least. I mean, as an MC, no, but as a, I mean, as a braggadocio, he does plenty of that. He still does it? Yeah, he does plenty of that, but it's, uh... But, but does he say, like, in the, in the lyrics, like, I'm the best MC, or... Well, this Because ha- if he's not doing that, then... Uh, this album finds him reaching back a little bit. Okay. Um, 
remembering growing up and and how things were before he was famous and you know comparing them and contrasting them to how things are now i guess um you know what it was for me this record was just like it's very dull you know okay. um and it's just it's over it's an hour and a half to listen to the album yeah it's I, a I huge time investment you know so um that's for me uh the biggest weakness of the album is it could have been a good 10 song pop r&b album got it and i didn't i thought he should have won 808s and heartbreak this time around and kind of switched it up a little bit and throw a curveball but drake doesn't throw curveballs it's mcdonald's you know what i mean it's chipotle you get the product drake and if you don't if you're tired of the product then then sit this one out well yeah as much of a you know purist or traditionalist as i am the allegations didn't really disturb me because I never held him in that regard to begin with. Right. See, I've always like, felt like I've always felt like in a way that um, somewhat defensive of him because I'm like, this guy can really rap. You know, he can really rap. And when he goes in and he raps, I'm like, yo, he's he's good. He's not the best or anything like that. But like, I feel like people didn't give him his credit. And then it's like all of a sudden, I woke up one day and it's like. Then people started giving him his credit and then some and discredit Meek Mill, who actually writes his own shit. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's dicey for me. You know, Kanye doesn't write his own shit either. Mm-hmm. But that album, The Life of Pablo, had so many more splashes of color on it sonically okay. that made it more fun for me to listen to. So I could yeah. acknowledge that, like, there's a lot of wrong with Pablo, mm-hmm. but that it's, for me, it's a very enjoyable album. Whereas Views is like, on a technical level, it might be more proficient than Pablo, but that doesn't mean that it's a more enjoyable experience. I find it to be, honestly, it's a bore. I haven't really returned to it very much, with the okay. exception of like four or five songs. And on most albums, if you said, oh, four or five songs, well, that's like, it's almost half the album, right? Nope. Yep. This is an hour and 22 minutes, just for the record. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't be bothered. Like, kind of like what you were saying about Little Dicky, I consider Drake technically proficient but I don't find him to be a very clever MC. I don't find him to be very lyrically gifted. He can rap. Like, he can do the yeah. the act of rapping. He can do that pretty well. But at this uh, point, are like we he impressed mechanic- by that anymore? Right. He has the mechanics of rapping down, but I, I never considered him a top-tier MC. But that's the thing about Little Dicky, too. It's okay. that it, Little Dicky was, like, one of those moments where I realized, like, well, fuck, man, he's technical, but, like, I still don't care. Right. Like, and at this point, you can you have to do more than just prove to me that you can rap. Because, like, everyone can rap. Trust me. Everyone. It's a matter of, you know, how, how you... How, how dedicated you are to the craft where you're constantly thinking. And I, I was hearing, you know, Pusha T talk about working with uh, Puff Daddy and how working with him is crazy because Puff's always over his shoulder. He has that line on uh, Crutch's Cross's Caskets where he says, you know, I don't want to go back and forth with Puff about rap shit. Like, you know, because Puff told him, and this is a lesson that, like, I took from there, was that, like, you got to come up with bars. Like, they're not, you can't, what made Biggie so great was that you never knew what he was actually going to say. Like, the first time you heard one of those verses, it was like, he kept himself in the pocket and he rapped incredibly technically proficiently. But, like, there was so much, so many splashes of color and references and things that were just, like, like, that made him so unique. That makes him different than like, you know, what's, how is Biggie any different from any other Brooklyn rapper? Well, no, he had so many, like, ex, like just little eccentricities that made him, you know, so great. But anywho, back to Elusive. Yep. Uh, 
that that's a good segue uh brooklyn and lucid etc etc so uh when you discovered smash and grab what about that album just endeared uh it to you the writing mainly okay like the sound was like obviously it was groundbreaking mm-hmm. and um you know he was rapping over all these different things a lot of stuff i had never heard of there was like one song uh the fatalist uh-huh. That was like over a band that like I had never heard of before. I went and got the album that that song came off of. Like to me, that that project served a dual purpose of being a great rap project and also putting me on to like a half dozen new artists. You know, um, but what struck me immediately was the writing because he writes unlike any other rapper. The only rappers I can say like vocabulary wise that can even hang with a lucid like in that same hemisphere are like well, Billy Woods obviously because yeah. they've become like kindred spirits in a sense now that was coming up um, Aesop Rock Homeboy Sandman there's just a very short list of MCs who I can put in the same category as a lucid as having these sort of like esoteric raps that actually like come off not like nerdy but like I mean in a lucid's case sometimes it comes off very menacing and creepy but that's the intent and he's just such a unique talent that I wanted to come on the show and talk about this album because, you know, as, as we stray further and further away from, you know, projects properly being canonized and archived, you know, I think it's important to bring up stuff like this uh-huh. instead of, oh, yeah, let's talk uh, All Eyes on Me or whatever. Of course. Uh, so if you had to pick a song from that project to play, uh, for the show. Oh man. Um, I wanna I wanna say play No Strand. Okay. Because No Strand like lyrically is very strong to me. Um, Cut You Down, the Johnny Cash one, mm-hmm. is like very good as well, but No Strand kinda has like a nice little backbeat to it. Okay. Um, and Cardboard Lamb is dope, but like I've seen him do Cardboard Lamb live, that was awesome, very intense. The performance on the record isn't as ramped up as how he did it live. Just play no streams. But this whole, I mean, yeah, I could go on for for hours about these songs because they're all really important to me and they came to me in like a pretty formative time in my life. You know, I had just, I had just um, gotten over a bad injury, as you can see right here. Wow. Um, got into a skateboarding accident. And, you know, finally started to walk again. And this project came out, like, right around that time. So I was out in the world, you know. Um, finally, I, I moved out of my parents' house. It was, like, at this point I had been out of high school for, like, a year and a half and going to community college. And, you know, I caught this injury and I was sitting in bed all summer thinking, you know, I got to change my life somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, this record just hit me and it was just like, this is fresh, this is different. And this, this speaks to me in a way that, like, you know, that, that, that appeals to some of my darker sensibilities as well. Got it. So uh, you're going to go with Notion. I'm going to play La La Land. Okay. Uh, so here that goes, and we'll be right back. Pink Cadillac, Space Siege, fuck what they say. Dangerous starts, what is the law? When I'm 
controlled by the power of love, a spirit of peace. Balance my wall, we rose in the east, and I walk with the poor. Where if you see it, wanna cop it, it's yours. Clocked by the rich, vultures and thieves who couldn't shake what the fuck I believe. Peace king, shoot strings, hanging over that ledge. My hoodie flare, cobra head, high, smirking at death. I'm in the land of the living. 25 black men with no children affiliate. Glass ceilings in the way of the million, shattered at. Big Cadillac, space age, fuck what they say. Mayday, mayday, gutters on the melee. Colin Ferguson murdered them, seeing purple vision in a circle, split long division. I'm forgiven, and I'm talking about myself in this schizophrenic jihad. Very thin line between the genius and the retard. Hey, hey, would it be God that would a stronger? We the fishy palm nigga, like the table of content. Once claimed conscious, but I came here to conquer. Mixed the two points of view, the sum total was bonkers. Presented to you, ain't nothing new. My struggle beautiful. I'm a brain through the cool musical. It's the loneliest, straight no chase. So sidekick, silent is godlike with a godless face. Dark mind, white line, green reefer, brown liquor. Numb to the world, kill them all, saw them later, but been hurting so long. If the earth still revolves, riding behind on the sideline, trying to get involved, get my all. Make more meaning, making more. The last poet, anti heroic with the cure for the fever in the city. As I hold my lady close, candle it. Lavender center, this better than dope. And yet it's hope for us all. But I was never so sure, though love strapped me with a bomb. I'll be a martyr tomorrow. If you're strong enough to protect what's your own, you're within your right to be wrong. It's the weak and the meek that cries over right and wrong. You can never infringe on a strong man's right. And you'll never challenge your right to be wrong. Dicky socks and flip flops, boops, call them boops, call them boops, call them croaker sacks, palm trees, clear blue seas, pretty people everywhere that you look. If playing yourself was in the dictionary book, Hollywood land clan would be the picture they took. Now ain't it funny? If it's one for the money, better double up on it, don't run, come give it to me. Strong man with the muscle all day, kinda with the plan, these days, fancy free, then maybe Plastic men and women melting in the sun rays. The camera flash. 
Stuck between palm trees and power line Fruit with sweet leaves and couture jean falls D's and diamonds in between the thighs These same streets that seduce lies Stone pillow close my hazy eye Race the mothership throughout the sky We came to silence then we amplified My energy connected push the levels and distort Supreme fall shark crush builders where we walk Land of the lost Angels with dirty faces where power can be bought Gold cable fable fantastic Lights camera action you a star Whisper nasty nothings Baby let me take it in Lusty tongue lower than that smog up in our atmosphere Shoot past the moon burn my name in black ceilings Wish you could feel just what I'm feeling Wish you could feel just what I'm feeling Feeling it is one for the money, better double up on it Don't run, come give it to me I'm a man with the muscle all day Kinda hustle, plan B, stay fancy free Then maybe we, you and me, we could be Alright, so how do you feel about like his, I mean, you, you seem to kind of imply what your answer would be, but uh, his development over the years, because like no two projects have been the same. Yeah. Uh, he's he's constantly changing, and I guess that's like the point of art, and that's what you should strive for, but you know, some people tend to pick a niche and uh, stick to that. It's, it's kind of like he's always looking for ways to grow. Yeah, uh, and that's the most exciting thing about him. Okay. as an artist to me is that I've witnessed his growth from the very very beginning and I mean he went from like doing what he did on Smash and Grab and then he kind of did something similar with the Police and Thieves project uh -huh. which came afterwards um, I didn't like that project as much as I liked Smash and Grab and then I think at that moment is when I kind of like steadied my expectations for him, the best thing that really happened was that he stopped doing that. Okay. You know, so um, kind of tempered my expectations a little bit because you have to understand, man. Like when I say tempered my expectations, I thought Smash and Grab was like the most revolutionary thing I'd ever heard at the time. Like I was like, this shit is so otherworldly to me that when he did it again, I was kind of hoping, oh no, I hope he doesn't just do this as his gimmick. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, no, not at all. Um, then he hooked up with uh, Primus Luda, uh -huh. and he did some really, really electronic-sounding stuff. I don't know if that came after Sub-Bass Diet. Sub-Bass Diet came okay. after Police and Thieves. Sub-Bass Diet is incredible to me. That's around 2009-ish, maybe? Yeah, that project's incredible to me. Um, then he went with Primus. Those projects play through more as a mix you know, um, as a DJ mix. And he's rapping over some real crazy sounds on those projects. Some of it was almost too experimental and mm -hmm. inaccessible for me. And then some of it, like, together, off of the, um... Hmm. Was it Fuck the Dumb? Was that the name of the project? Um, uh, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't called... It was uh, Simeon something. Super Chocolate Black Simeon. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Um, yeah, like there's records on there I like quite a bit, and then there's stuff that kind of ventured a little too electronic for my taste. Um, like, the more he uh, ventured outside of, you know, traditional hip-hop, like there were elements of traditional hip-hop on Smash and Grab, but the more he uh, ventured outside of that, it's like he became more, how do you say... Like there was no in between. You either loved it or you just 
or or yeah. didn't uh, you know cling to you? Yeah, um, I mean to an extent, I think it's way more accessible than stuff like Death Grips. Okay, that you could still hear and it's like, well, he's spitting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he is spitting. He's not yelling. You know, <laughs> but. Um, you know that was that was just me not being able to really wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing with Don's project, Suburban Sprawl, uh, Suburban Sprawl, Sprawl, rather, yeah. because I remember coming up to him and saying to him, like, I don't understand why this project sounds the way that it does. Oh, that was intentional. I know. Yep, that's but how they wanted it. I didn't know at the time what he was going for. Keep in mind, this is even like this is pre like me getting into lo-fi stuff, mm-hmm. and also a lot of artists kind of having no resort but to make lo-fi music like blue or charles hamilton or something like that so anywho um you know i i I still i was young my mind was still soaking things up and again that's something that now i can go back to the super chocolate joint and the um there was the other one which was uh it had it had some records on it that like were vaguely reminiscent of Smash and Grab. Like, he did the, uh, he did a Baths remix on Blood Flow. I think he called it Blood Flow, even. Um, I don't know, it was a mixtape that he dropped. Had bank, a song called Bank of America on it. Okay. Um, he had Don Will on one of the joints on there. And, you know, that seemed like he was kind of moving away from the sub-bass diet, uh, Black Simeon thing, and sort of integrating some older things doing some new things on it and he was doing this like pirate voice the the what what i like to call the the lucid pirate voice okay. that he did on uh, one of my songs actually bellevue dick got it um the night creatures album so uh, i've seen him grow into um into a man of many talents and you know, from from their cult favorite, which I'm a big fan of that project, um, for Mad Men only. He did that project with AM Breakups, and that seemed almost like a return to Beats Primes. And there was still a lot of heavy distortion on the vocals, and, you know, still things that were left field in there, but also kind of bringing it back a little bit to just, like, the, the foundation. Um, Arm and Hammer with Billy Woods. Yep. You know, um, again, kind of moving towards the foundation, but never dumbing down the lyrics. Never. You know, never down, never dumbing down the lyrics. I mean, it, I feel like with Billy Woods, he's found someone who is who's like an equal in terms of uh, they're on the same wavelength for sure, and that's why the music they make is so special, and uh, it brings us now to. Uh, that little EP he dropped before his newest album, the Osage EP. I wasn't familiar with that one. I've heard Save Yourself. Yes, and now Save Yourself, which uh-huh. is the uh, is the I guess the debut studio album of Elucid. That's like that's considered his debut. I believe. Well, uh-huh. yeah, funny enough, but um, this is the first album by Elucid that you can go into iTunes and buy. Oh, okay. Under the name Elucid. Got it. So this would be, I believe, his debut solo album on uh, Backwards. Got it. And I've just really, I've been into this record. I think it's my favorite thing he's done since Smash and Grab. Okay. Would you call that your album of the year so far? Um, I like Malibu, personally. I mean, but 
Anderson Pock. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But he's a singer, you know. I was... Yeah. Oh, you mean rap album of the year? Yeah. If, if you could. It, it's 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 absolutely a contender. Okay. It's it's top three for me. Uh, Aesop Rock and Possible Kid okay, was great, heard, yeah. and he continues to become more accessible with every album. Um, that was my problem. The Def Jux era was a little too inaccessible. For me. I didn't care for that era of Aesop Rock. I know this is an unpopular stance to take, but I didn't get into him until the Fast Cars, Danger Fire, and Knives EP, okay. which is when he first started showing signs of being uh, somewhat coherent. So you recommend uh, The Impossible Kid? Oh, yes. It's not absolutely. Like the old stuff? Absolutely not. No, oh, that, no, no. That's kept me This is mind. like, you know how like Run the Jewels is yeah. like a completely accessible version of LP? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a LP fan to some extent. I like, I loved uh, Cancer. No, uh, the one before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll with, sleep when you're dead. Yes, that was I my favorite that. one too. Uh, I like Cure, uh, Cancer for Cure. Sorry. I like, I, I didn't like uh, the first first one. Uh, Fantastic Damage. Yeah, I didn't. I that's didn't, see, that's like too it. nerdy for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love uh, his work on the Cold Vein, even though he's just a producer. I'm not even a Cold Vein guy. Wow, how can you not be? I don't know. It's just that sound is just not that appealing to me. You know what I mean? Okay. And 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 that rapping is too dense. You know, and this okay. is not a popular thing. Yeah, NASA is gonna NASA is gonna kill me when he hears this shit. Uh, not, I, I didn't know that uh, <laughs> Uncommon NASA would ever have a chance to hear my podcast. I I hope he would, but uh. Yeah, Vast, Vast Air and Vortal were very uh, dense MCs. Yeah, so... But I loved it. I'd say Aesop's last three albums are in this vein. Okay. Um, I'm going to give The Impossible Kid... Give The Impossible Kid a run-through if you like that. shot soon. Check out his last two, None Shall Pass and uh, Skeleton. Okay. And I think that he's made strides in terms of uh, making his music accessible for people who don't want to go on Rap Genius and look up the meaning of every right. single word that he's saying. Right, I, I, don't, I don't have time. Well, that's my problem with Lupe, to... too. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not really a Lupe guy. I have to love the beat that he's on. Yeah, and he's the guy worse beat selection than Nas ever did. Yeah, those beats they, are trash, bro. They, they're about equivalent. <laughs> Sorry, and Lupe. I consider Kick Push to be one of the better beats of all time. Okay, like it's up there. I can see it. Not, not song, all time, but, but you, you know, know what? It's not one of the best songs though in rap because the no. song, the subject matter is so corny. Yeah, I, I get it. But I, I just love that beat. I love Kick Push Part Two though. Uh, that Usher's brother produced, J-Lax. Uh, I don't know if I've Look heard at that. what we did, came a long way from Dirty Ghetto Kids. I may have heard that one, I'm not sure. It's got some little strings on it, it's nice. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to Elucid. <laughs> um, yeah, the Save Yourself album is real dope. I would put it in my favorite rap albums of the year so far. Okay. Although, you know, my guy Fonte is dropping in September with that... Uh, Man, I can't wait. With that... Uh, I, no News is Good News, is that the name of the album? Yep. Yeah, and Tanya Morgan supposedly dropping... Uh, this year. This year. Uh, November 11th on Vaughn's birthday. That's wait, it, for real? That's what it says in his uh, Instagram bio. It says... Okay. It says like... You get what you pay for? Yeah, but it says legendary album June 24th, you get what you pay for on November 11th. Like, it, it's done, they're in the mixing and mastering stages. I know, because Dom played a little snippet on okay. his podcast. Yep, and, and they're. Um, I'm waiting because it's been a while. That's also on Hypnot Records. Uh, both of those projects. Yeah. The Lessonary album. Go get it. Go uh, get June it 24th. and get it. Get it right now if you're listening because you can get a uh, yellow tape. Yellow. Uh, oh, the, tape. the one. Oh yeah, you can order the cassette. You now. can get the cassette tape. Get and the cassette tape because those moonlighting tapes are very, very rare. I know, very rare. Do I know you have y'all. One? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, I have one. Yes, sir. I have one. I, I ironically wrote the. Uh, all hip hop review. My name, like the CDs don't exist anymore, but my name is in the liner notes. Mm-hmm. 
in the thank you section. Uh, but, you know, that can never be verified anymore because you'd have to have a CD. But uh, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. All right, you could uh, you could holler at me on Twitter. It's Blase Misfits, B-L-A-H-Z-E, Misfits, M-I-S-F-I-T-S, in case you know how to spell that. Yep. Um, BlaseMisfits.bandcamp. BlaseMisfits.bandcamp. Check out the album, There Will Be Duck, on all the streaming sites, all the, all the devilish streaming sites out there, as well as Bandcamp if you want to support us. Uh, I, do, I co-host a pro wrestling podcast every week called The Pencil okay. Net Geeks on the Blind Box Network. Uh, okay. You go to blindboxpodcast.com, you can hear Are that. Are they looking for like any music podcasters? Because I, I need a network um, to with. Well, it's it's open for discussion. I can okay. I can link you with uh, GM, you know, Sounds good, and, and, I'm and just, see what comes of it. You I'm just, just pitch them a show. Sounds good. Pitch them a show. All right, and you can find me at uh, soundcloud.com slash Thursday Throwbacks, uh, goonradio.com on Twitter. Thank you, Lai Moolah, for coming through. Hey, thank you. All right, have a good one. Take care, guys. Peace.